Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. And I am back, bitches. And I cannot believe that on my homecoming episode, George would start with that bullshit. Nobody else knows what that is. You could have just let us slide, but now we got to explain You looked everybody. at me, actually. Yeah, you fucking baited me. Yeah, like a dog pissing on the carpet. Fucking George. <laughs> that shit's fucking hilarious, Jeez dude. Louise. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. This right here is why I'm really proud of you for last week's episode. Yeah. I'm so glad you did it. I enjoyed listening to it when I came home from the Hamptons and was like doing <laughs> yeah. shit around the house. But man, we're so much better together. Yeah, even Andreas was like, it was a little tough. Really? <laughs> no, no, no. no. He, he was <laughs> nice. He was just like, there was definitely the, the pockets where Anna was supposed to come in. And wow. she, she did because she wasn't there. You mean he said, I carry the whole show? Yeah, basically. Wow. Thanks, Andreas. <laughs> he didn't say it to my face. He was probably just too embarrassed to like fangirl out like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Meanwhile, I'm feeling some type of way because at work, because I'm st- I started a new job and I, and I said, uh, actually, yeah, everybody knows fucking Matt Gelbs on here. Yeah. So I was talking, I was like, fucking Matt Gelbs is comp chomping tomorrow and he's, what a fucking clown. So he can't d- drive me to the Red Hot Chili Peppers show that he got me tickets for. <laughs> and I feel bad that I was swearing too much, but here I am on the podcast that our fucking mothers won't listen to because we swear too much. You know, when this was the episode I was going to tell my mom to listen to because I... Not only am I back, bitches, so that's already <laughs> yeah, one reason the first. <laughs> yeah, she cannot listen to this, but I also am finally back. I did the notes this week, and it's it's been a few, at least <laughs> three or four episodes since I've done the notes. I tried to be nice and come in and, and make the notes, but I, I was uh, delayed because I, I had work today, <laughs> but then I went into the notes, and then the first thing I saw was I'm back, bitches, and I died laughing. <laughs> See, honey, I live to see you smile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell the people what happened last week. All right. UFC on, was it on ESPN? I don't know. Yes, it was. Cruz versus Cheeto Vera happened. Some people we like, such as Angela Hill and Nina Nunes, were fighting. Separate people both got a win. Nina Nuni also retired after her fight, so that was cool. Um, The co-main, where we didn't know either fighter, is actually in the running for fight of the year yo that fight was actually sick if you have time you should watch the three round fight between nate landwire weir from tennessee <laughs> and david is it onana i thought it was ohana but something like that i don't think it's ohana is it ohana uh Fucking. hawaiian for family <laughs> Damn you, Artemis! Damn you! <laughs> um, gosh, I whatever. That's what I put in the notes. It must be right. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'll look it up. Keep the flow going. The I, fight was crazy. Definitely worth watching. Dang. Onama. Onama. I knew it wasn't the two same letters. Shame on me. Hawaiian for family. I hate you. Um. 
finally, the main event of Dominic Cruz versus Cheeto Vera, Cheeto Vera, which we were so pumped for. We really did want both guys to win. But at the end Oof. of the day, we, we stuck with rooting for Dom Cruz. And he looked great in the first two rounds. However, Vera knocked him out in the third round and won. I was so happy for Cheeto. But I was like, way more sad for Dom and I kept looking at George and being like I'm so sad for Dom I was like a little emotional about it probably also because it was after drinking a lot yeah um however he put out a post yesterday and he seems in good spirits and he doesn't even look like he got in a fight so now I love his weird ass even more he is a weird ass um, also, there was Bellator, as George mentioned in his solo cast. We heard nothing about it and didn't care. So we're not even going to waste your time with any of the results. I think Naaman got knocked out. We're not going to waste <laughs> their time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, what's happening next week? PFL is on Saturday, and it's in London, and I think we know one name on the card. So it's, as Anna would say, boring. (laughs) Uh, It was pretty good, right? That was good. Yeah. A little deep. (laughs) Well, you know, I just I think I would come uh, higher on the ink. Vomited. UFC also on Saturday with the, yeah, I vomited because of the PFL lineup. <laughs> Good one, Ben. <laughs> yeah, 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 nuts, yeah. Nuts. Although PFL is is ranking higher than Bellator in our fucking books right now. For like way higher. Yeah, UFC is also on Saturday with UFC 278. Which we need to talk about what we're gonna do with that. Figgy's little brother is fighting. Jared Gordon from Queens is fighting. But other than these two guys, the early prelims and prelims look wahahack. Uh, the main card has three fights though that we're really looking forward to and three. Freaking amazing fights. Jose Aldo versus Marab Davalashvili, our oh, boy from Long Island gosh. via Georgia. Which, by the way, I wanted to tell you this. I was walking to work. It must have been yesterday morning. And I saw this woman and she looked like completely lost, like looking at all the, the signs in the subway on Canal Street. So I go, uh, oh, and I, she was so lost looking, which is like pretty freaking lost. Where I was like, where are you going? Can I help you? Are you lost? And she's like, Apple... Queens. So she said, like, like in like in Greek, you would say or whatever, you know. And I was like, "Are you Greek?" And she goes, "No, I'm from Georgia." Get and they out. had so many similar things. She said like "apoki" a couple times. Oh, that's cool. And she's like, "I go to Astoria," and I go, "No, no, you got to go over there." So I, I walked her over, and uh, I was like, "You know, go Marab, but also go Jose Aldo too." So oh, that was tricky. my little yeah, very tricky. That's that's we want both to win right there. You uh, want both to win. I'm um. You're just on the Marab train. Huh? I'm on the Marab train. That's it. Damn girl. Yep. Yeah. We got Boracinha Paula Costa. I don't know why I've said that wrong. Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that fight at all. But I'm actually kind of excited for it. I. I, I feel like it, it, it's either going to be awesome or it's going to be like really fucking disappointing. I understand so, why you would be excited for it because you just like know both of them pretty well. Pretty well and well longer. Sculpted men. But they're like just two losers in my eyes. They are very loserish people. They got into fighting because they're losers. Yeah, you can see that. And then, not not losers, but two very awkward guys who are seem to be really nice guys are fighting for the welterweight championship in the main event: Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards. More on that later, but 
that's that's pretty funny how it is. It's like Jose Aldo versus Marab Dvalishvili, two like relatively quiet, hardworking, yeah, freaking lovable no, drama dudes. Free, yeah. yeah. Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold, like specimens that look like Greek statues, but don't really have like personalities, personalities or redeeming likable, any yeah. redeeming attributes. And Kamara Usman versus Leon Edwards, which are basically like dorks. We've been waiting for a long time for this fight, though. So. I'll take the dorks. All right. Top three. Top three. Because my solo cast was so short, the PTI music already started playing. So I had to mute it and move it around. (laughs) I was counting and I couldn't stop. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Good job. Um, moving it down. So sorry about that. Number one, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to it. Get to you. Worry about your part of the top three. I'll worry about my part of the top three. Oh, I'm worried about both parts. Yeah. <laughs> of three, <laughs> two thirds. <laughs> Number one in the top three is um Dana White specifically spoke about who his top five UFC fighters of all time were notably he did leave out Habib um and that was interesting okay and he did say that Habib would be in his top five but he retired too early and he's still begging him to come back I don't think that's ever gonna happen I don't think it's gonna ever happen but I think uh in posterity like his I think it's gonna be a tarnish on his legacy. I really, that he I, retired. I really early. do think because look at what the divisions has happened to his division since he's retired. It's already been crazy, and it's going to get crazier. And now this whole thing's going to happen. Like especially if Charles, and I'm totally sidetracking this part, but if Charles beats his uh, Khabib's like best friend and training partner and cousin in Islam Makachev, dude, he he's going to have to come back. Otherwise, that's legitimately going to tarnish his legacy as yeah. the greatest of all time. You know. Well, we'll see what happens. Until then, uh, Dana White's top five UFC fighters of all time are John Jones, Anderson Silva, Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor, and GSP. Honestly, I just wanted to share that information. I feel like I don't know enough to really judge his list, but you are all here for my opinions, so you're going to get them. At least one opinion about this list. Tell us. Fuck John Jones. <laughs> Listen, I think that there's legitimately a case because uh, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that light heavyweight, which is John Jones's division, is the division that got me into mixed martial arts in the first place. But I stopped watching mixed martial arts in my first run when John Jones became the light heavyweight champion. And I think that it's important to note in the fuck John Jones <laughs> <laughs> argument that John Jones started, and now I'm thinking of the other John Jones, your teacher. That's so tricky. <laughs> it is very tricky to uh, have both of them. Uh, he came in to the greatest division after they all got old and all beat the fuck out of each other. Now, John Jones came in and beat the fuck out of all of them. But I think they were already all done and washed. And but I do think what makes John Jones as 
what made John Jones able to go on that run is that I think he's legitimately out of all all the fighters. I think he's legitimately a psychopath. I think he legit legitimately enjoys hurting people more than almost anybody in UFC history. Obviously, we know he enjoys hurting anyone. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Um, but I guess, but whatever. I digress. Anderson Silva definitely should be up there. Man, Dana's still got his freaking wiener up for Ronda. Dana um, is I know so Ronda clearly was important. has yeah. favoritism, and it, this list shows because I don't think Ronda. It's people who or elevated Connor the business should really be there, but they're people who elevated the business for him, and they're yes, worthy of being called out but because that, Ronda. That's a did. different yeah. list than UFC fighter. It would be top five UFC money makers, top five UFC stars. Yeah. Don't fucking yawn at me. That's the, the, yeah. <laughs> Go to number two. All right. So uh, we have a good guy of the week alert. Wee-oo. It's been a while. It's been I'm a while. I'm really excited to have. Our, we, we were so solid with our segments before. Now we don't have MMA fashion, <laughs> MMA boo-boo. Season seven's been a weird up and down. Those one, were our money makers. And we have been. <laughs> Oh God! If we had MMA, we, oh man, MMA boobos, we do need to bring back. But there hasn't been any that's come up. Anyway, anyway, this this one very clear clearly came up. It was a, a good guy, and it was submitted to us by uh, what correspondent? Whoops! I would just say longtime listener you? correspondent. <laughs> Sorry, my my. What are you doing right I, now? You. <laughs> You take one week off and you are all over the fucking place this episode. It was all over the it fucking was place. The technology it took it, it started making noise. Okay, so Jamie basically sent us a video of this guy who uh, got involved in stopping this dude who was a, clearly a um, out there, emotionally disturbed person, homeless guy in Soho. Funnily enough, though down the block exactly from my new office and this guy was basically walking around uh, down Broadway punching people in the back of the head and sucker punching them Awful. and he did it to multiple fucking people so clearly not well and this guy uh, I think his name was Ro the Show who is a black belt in jiu-jitsu and also like equivalent because uh, I, I heard him do an interview with uh, Henner Gracie mm. who interviewed him afterwards to find out like what the deal was cool. um, on like the actual technique but he's also equivalent black belt in uh, Muay Thai like even oh, though there's geez. no real uh, black belt and he started his whole uh, martial arts career in boxing like western boxing so this guy knows what to do and he subdued the uh edp carefully and without like harming him and that's one of the big things that people say about jujitsu is that you could control somebody without hurting them he didn't punch him he didn't kick him he didn't knee him he took him down with a seatbelt. did you know that that's i he heard said. him say that which is basically just like grabbing one arm over his shoulder and one arm under his other shoulder so it's like the safest way to take him take someone down it's like so easy it's a technique that like you learn basically immediately and then all the time i think about like man what would happen if i would if i was in the street like what would i what would i do like to have to do to control someone it's like that's it pretty simple straightforward do a seatbelt he got him down and then what i thought was actually especially interesting was like 
then people started like circling around and were trying to beat the fuck out of him and then the guy who was causing the problems and then this guy Roe was such a good guy that he even had the wherewithal to be like no no one's fucking touching him you call the police mm-hmm. you blah 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 is it keep everybody away so he actually like did I think like the best thing that he handled that situation the best way possible and kudos to him yes ultimate good guy stopped him assaulting people and stopped others from assaulting him that's great shout out to you my man I think his name on Instagram is Roller Show and he's an uh, aspiring actor so if you guys know any roles he's quite the looker he's quite the looker he's a a handsome guy yeah I know he's right up he's your fucking type right up my alley (laughs) Uh, all right number three in our top three we're gonna give you a little backstory on leon edwards leon edwards is from england and he's fighting we've been talking about him for such a long time on this podcast he's been supposed to be getting a uh podcast (laughs) he's supposed to get a title shot since we started this podcast and i'm looking at the time that we have in 2019 seriously he is from england he's fought freaking so many freaking people his style is also like a real mma style where he's good everywhere he's great wrestling even though he's from england where he doesn't have like that pedigree of great wrestling although he he is also from the whole crew of like bisping and all them Mm. great striking he freaking beat the hell out of nate diaz in his last fight for five rounds but got caught by nate diaz in the last 30 seconds so people freaking make it seem like he lost that fight which is ridiculous he has won his last nine fights um and he's only lost three times but listen to his losses none of them are like super legitimate losses number one uh was his third fight in he illegally need a guy so he got DQ'd. Eek. So, okay, that's your third fight in. You you got to learn. You got to be better than that. Claudio Silva, he lost to when he was 8-1. and one, So that was his second loss, 8-2. and two. He lost in 2014 in a split decision to a Brazilian guy in Brazil. We know Sounds that. Sounds like a little bit of TBS Sounds to me. Sounds like TBS <laughs> to me, too. Then his last fight was against Kamaru. Or last loss was against Kamaru Usman in 2015. Seven years ago, almost seven years ago, on the UFC on Fox, Dos Anjos for his cowboy card, Jeez. which I'm pretty sure we watched in 3R. He lost a, a unanimous decision to Kamaru, who he finally has the chance to rematch this Saturday. Let's see. He fought a couple legitimate guys in his run, including uh, beating Vicente Luque, Brian Barbarina, uh, Cowboy, Gunnar Nelson, Rafael Dos Anjos. He had the unfortunate fortunate and i and i hate using that word unfortunate but it really was an unfortunate accidental eye poke against Bilal muhammad which is a no contest but no. he was beating blau yeah blau <laughs> and he beat the hell out of nate diaz which is freaking crazy so this is his chance we saw him on embedded he looks really good i think that he just gets a lot of backlash from people in a I weird just, way i don't know why maybe it was the jorge masvidal incident that like turned people away but which like, is funny though because that was fucking mad gangster that he was actually like stepping to Masvidal yeah I don't and understand like, I really like him um, I want to point out even though this is all about Leon Edwards like that is a wild win streak to be on and also wild for his last loss to be against Usman but Usman is on a 19 fight win streak and that's also defending his belt how many times 
seven. One, two, three, four, five defenses, and he got it once. Okay, so six wins. Like, All right, like they—they're both at an incredible point in their career, dude. I've been I've said it on the podcast before. Uh, uh, Usman is my pound for pound number one, like without doubt. And yeah. I think he's one of the best guys. And what's amazing is that he came from Black Zillions. He was already good enough. He already had that Henry Hoofs background, and now he's with uh, Trevor Whitman, Justin Gaethje's coach. And basically, uh, Trevor Whitman only trains Kamar Usman, Justin Gaethje, and Rose Amiunas. So that's also an interesting thing because Justin Gaethje and Rose lost their last mm-hmm. two fights, which is weird. So there's a weird energy around that stuff. But even in the embedded that was recently uh, that we just saw the other night, which I didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't tell you this when we were actually watching it. But like you could even see the way that Gaethje was reacting to people getting hit. He kind of reacted like someone who just lost, and it made me a little sad. And then when um, when they were watching somebody get hit. Usman was reacting as someone who was hitting. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, because he's like, oh, yeah, like, like celebrating, not out. <laughs> yeah, so it's very, interesting. It's very interesting. I'm very, uh, I'm very excited for this card, um, but I don't think we're gonna watch it live, and I don't know if I want to spend seventy bucks on it if we're not gonna watch it live. We'll right. we'll find out. Um, right. Just really quick before we move to our PTI rundown, who do you want to win that fight? Kamaro Usman versus Leon Edwards. Man, I. That's that's really fucking hard. That's really fucking hard for me. I, I, I ask the tough questions. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got to do it. I'm a, I'm 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 a Kamar Usman guy. I really am. I think he's I, I think he's incredible. I think he's fucking incredible. That's all I got to say about that. But I but I kind of want Leon's like a weird like skater fucking dude. Like he's just a weird. <laughs> that like Leon. Leon doesn't really have a personality that translates real well. I'm sure he's like a nice guy and you'd want to hang out with him, but like for some reason when when he speaks, I can't hear what he fucking says. <laughs> he's he's gotten like easier to understand though. I think yeah, he's but, working on that. Yeah, he must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz before he couldn't understand anything. No. Birmingham accent and yeah. like fucking ugh. All right, let's go to the PTI rundown. No. Just do that. Yes, I can. All right, let's go. I'm back. Didn't you say you were going to do the PTI rundown? All right. So, Patty the Batty just fought a few weeks ago at 155 pounds. And after being called out by Terrence McKinney, he says he's currently almost 200 pounds. (laughs) My man loves his food, and he doesn't give a fuck what anybody says about that. All right. Shane Burgos, who we just saw fighting in the UFC at UBS Arena in Long Island, just signed with the PFL. I really like Shane Burgos, and I just want him to do well. Make your your money, bro. Sorry. Sorry for cutting you off there. Um, Interesting that the California State Athletic Commission released the weights of fighters for their official weigh-ins and then their weight on actual fight night. Is that has that been done before? Yeah, California State Athletic Commission discloses a lot of stuff, including salaries and stuff. I remember the salary thing. Anyway, I thought it was really interesting. Most fighters went up seven percent to nine percent, but Cheeto and Dom went up more, which makes sense since they cut so much weight. Um, Cheeto went up from one thirty-five point five to one fifty-one point eight, and Dom went up from one thirty-five to one fifty-four. How the hell did they gain almost twenty pounds? That's crazy. I thought you would have an answer for me. You you know these things. Just water? Yeah. A lot of water. Um, Tyson Nam 
gained 16%. He went up from 126 to 146.2 pounds. Um, Also, obvious to note now that we know those numbers, he knocked out Ode Osborne really badly, and the California State Athletic Commission is requesting he move up a weight class. I like that. I like that. Really? (laughs) Stop gaming the system, guys. All right. That's what they do. I have no more for the PTI rundown. All right. This episode was brought to you by Sal. Happy 40th birthday. And to our boys, happy second birthday. Love you. 